This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We are. We are. We are Cultivate. 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 We are Cultivate. The Oracle Network. to Weird Distractions Podcast, a weekly podcast where we rotate between true crime, conspiracy theories, folklore, urban legends, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you what we consider and probably what your local grocery store cashier considers a weird distraction from everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, Alex, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Christy. That was very sultry of you, Christy. Christy. Yes, it was. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) This week we are talking paranormal and I am very excited for this one because it's, I don't know, it's got a lot of history to it. I have a feeling it'll be a little bit of a shorty, but there's still some spooks happening. So I don't know. I'm excited for, I'm excited for every paranormal episode. Let's be real here. I'm always excited because I never know what they're about. So surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Yes. So before we dive into that, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping and we have to ask each other some heavy, hard questions. So housekeeping, we just want to send a little bit of a reminder that we have a special weird spam episode that comes out on our Here for the Weird tier over on Patreon. This episode was released on February 15th, which included John, Sean, and Josh from Reddit on Wiki. We were sweating by the time that recording was done. And I was hilarious. So funny like it was so good so you know if if you've been considering joining patreon if you've kind of been humming and hawing definitely would recommend checking out for that episode and the other weird spam episodes that we have once again here for the weird that's one of the tiers over on our patreon which is five dollars a month usd so check it out get some weird spam in your ear holes you'll love to see it Say, now, sometimes it's a collab, sometimes it's me and Alex, sometimes it's Alex and other collabs, so they're all good. It's all good. It's a little bit of mixture. That's what I like to do here. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. But, Christy, I have a really, really intense question I've been meaning to ask you for quite some time. Do you? Yes. I just want to know what your need for a distraction is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a really important answer, because actually I was kind of stressing today. I was like, do I buy RSPs or do I risk it at tax season? What do I do? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was having like a a tax stress situation at work today because I wasn't that busy. Um, So I was like, what do I do with this? I was like, get my income and I was printing out receipts and I was like, I need to distract myself from the upcoming tax season because it's stressing me out. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Tax season. Well, that's another reason why I need to distract myself. So thanks for that. (laughs) For that gentle. You wanted wanted a real answer. (laughs) That's very true. My need for a distraction. Ooh, so... We might have to buy a new fridge. This is such a first world problem. And I acknowledge that. And I know I'm privileged to have a fridge. 
especially a fridge that we didn't have to pay for because it came with the fucking house. And literally everything else possible. <laughs> and literally anything else possible. The desk that I am recording on literally came with the house. But it's just, it's already stressing me out because fridges are expensive, man. And I just want something generic. I don't want the damn fridges with the the touch screens or the the who or the name. window inside the fridge. It was like I can yes. open it and see what's inside. That's a waste of my money. Literally, Tanner was like, "We should get that one because then we don't have to open the fridge." And I'm like, <laughs> "As I just lip it, I'm like, you don't fucking need that one. <laughs> we do not need it. No, I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And look, did your fridge die or no? It's it's on its way out. It's. We noticed that our freezer wasn't really working. Mind you, this fridge is as old as we are. Like, it's it's in its late 20s. And so we noticed that it wasn't freezing as well as it was. And then the fridge is kind of like, eh. Luckily, once again, super privileged. Understand that. Feeling really grateful. Our house also came with a larger beer fridge in the basement. <laughs> so, oh, and you have a second freezer, which also helps. Yes, which if, if we didn't have anything, uh, my backyard would be full of my grocery items. So that'd be fun. All the booze would be in the snow, basically. Uh, I was going to say all my milk and everything would be in the snow. Fuck the oh. booze. I barely drink it these days anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I need my milk for my morning coffee, though. That is priority numero uno. Okay, but do you need the milk or do you need the Starbucks creamer? Which one is it? I need both. Okay. <laughs> I need both. I need both. My, my stomach says I don't, but my taste buds say I do. <laughs> so much dairy, but yes. Yes. Anyways, I think it's time that we get distracted. What do you say? Please. All right. So for episode 98, aka our paranormal episode this week, we're going to go pack our bags, head on over to Ohio to learn more about the Punderson Manor located in Newbury. Punderson Manor can be best described as a beautiful yet haunting resort hotel with a large property and a long past, which, oof, that sounds like a great weekend away, which I would kill for. I was like, I was being the sultry one, now you're being the sultry one. I know. I I know. I feel as though this paranormal episode has gone from spooky to seductive. (laughs) The ghosts. The history. (laughs) All of it. Can be found on OnlyFans. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, good. No, bye. Uh, Anyways, so as always, before we discuss the reported haunts of the location, we'll dive into the history so that we know exactly what we're dealing with. And I am going to give a trigger warning for this episode as there is brief talk of suicide. So if you are not in a headspace to listen today, no worries. Maybe tune in on a different day. I, we don't really get graphic into it, but still, I know sometimes that conversation can be just really heavy to listen to. So make sure that you proceed with caution and take care of yourselves. As a trigger warning is always useful. Exactly. Exactly. So let's go on and go forth into the history of this place. I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm so sorry. We've lost all of our patrons and our listeners. <laughs> Anyways, the history. So according to the Ohio Department of Natural Resources website, both the park, pond, and the current residing manor house take their names from Lemuel Punderson, Newbury Township's first permanent settler who arrived in 1808. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but it's L-E-M-U-E-L. Lemuel? M-E-L-E-M-U-E-L. Yeah, I'd say it like that. Lemuel. Mr. Punderson. Yeah. 
Mr. Punderson, that's that's henceforth. Uh, some accounts say that he actually was there in 1802, so it seems to kind of vary depending on the resource, but the early 1800s, I think, is fair to say. So Mr. Punderson had lived in a cabin nearby the 90-acre pond with his wife, Sybil, and their six children for approximately 12 years. He would actually end up dying in 1822 due to malaria, and Sybil would reportedly die sometime in 1872. Yeah, very unfortunate. I did read that there was a local rumor that Mr. Punderson may have died by suicide by drowning himself in the pond. However, it seems to just be a rumor. And the rumor itself, I think, from what I remember, he took like a bathtub or a tub of sorts Mm -hmm. into the middle of the pond and then pulled the drain. I don't like pulled the drain stopper. I don't I don't know how that works. I don't matter. I, I in don't, a pond. In the pond. I need a bathtub in the pond. You're in the pond. I know. I don't understand. But that's that's the rumor. Don't shoot the messenger. And he's I, said to be dead of malaria, supposedly. Supposedly. That's, that's mm-hmm. I think, the more believed cause of death or kind of the one that's put in cement, so to speak. But there is a rumor that he supposedly took his own life by drowning, basically. Oh, okay, I understand now. Yeah, so by the time that Sybil died, the property was allegedly owned by the Punderson estate. However, no one reportedly owned the rights to the pond, therefore it seems as if it was opened up for recreational use to the public. Jumping to 1885, a man by the name of James E. Wales reportedly started construction on the property for a building, which would be later referred to as the Wales Hotel. Now, for a visual reference, I believe where the Wales Hotel was built is across from the lake where the current Punderson Manor currently resides today. According to the Ohio.org website, in 1885, there was a massive fire at the Wales Hotel, which some sources I came across claim that several children died during this fire. That's terrible. I know. I know. So now we have another supposed death, which once again, I didn't see names. I didn't see anything concrete, but that was kind of a consistent tidbit of information I kept running into was, oh yeah, well, that (laughs) (laughs) across from where the Punderson Manor is today, where the Wales Hotel was, there was a fire Mm -hmm. and like seven children died. So I'm not sure what started the fire. I don't know what their children's names were. Mm -hmm. I have none of that information, unfortunately. Too close for comfort to both locations. Okay, noted. Two years later, in 1887, the hotel allegedly was back running by James and his wife. The Wales Hotel, according to an article written by Rachel Strong for the Geauga News, was open to the public for 20 years. Between 1902 to 1904, a man by the name of W.B. Cleveland began purchasing land around Punderson Lake and eventually built a home called The Big House, which apparently is where the manor house is today. Now, I don't know how big this big house was, but I'm going to assume or speculate wildly that this place must have been pretty big for it to be called the big house i was literally gonna come out and be like is it big but then you already went on so yes yeah. <laughs> well it's, it's kind of you know how biggie he used to call himself biggie because he was a, a big guy so i'm assuming just doing my math my my sciences and stuff that this house probably was big must be yes could you imagine it was just like a little four by four cabin <laughs> it was like a mini, it was like, like mini houses. Yeah, exactly. All that square footage. It's called the big house. <laughs> exactly. Just to be ironic. Just to fuck with people. I love it. 
1907, WB owned a total of 505 acres, including was once the Wales Hotel and the Punterson's former land, plus the pond. So he was just, he was making that property big. He was living, living his big life. Big life in his big house. Mm. Yeah. What do you think that WB decided to do with all this land, though? So just as a reminder, he had 505 acres of land. What do you think that he decided to do with it? Did he build another hotel? I don't know. Is that your final answer? Another hotel? Yes. Final answer. Final answer. Locked in. Well, I'm sorry, my friend, but you've lost $1.2 million. I'm kidding. (laughs) I think it's only that we grow to be a millionaire. It's only $1 million. Ah, ah, fair, 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 fair. I haven't watched the show in like 10 years. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But no, he decided to create a dog kennel, of course, calling it the Lakefield Farm and Kennels. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's what I would do if I had 505 acres. Are you because you love dogs? <laughs> I love dogs. So, yeah, I would do it. Uh, in a direct quote from the Giaga News article by Rachel Strong, quote, within the 500 plus acres, you would find a kennel prize bird dogs, a, a dog food factory, herds of buffalo, Angora goats, cows, elk, wolves, fox, swans, and cranes. There was a maple sugar bush on the property and a household with six bedrooms, end quote. So this place... That's supposed to be a dog kennel. (laughs) Well, dog plus. It turned into a farm kennel. (laughs) Yeah, it turned into, I think, what people call a farm. (laughs) Yeah, so there was just a lot going on. But unfortunately, due to World War II and WB passing away, the property would switch hands to a Dr. E. Coppedge. Coppedge seemed to have contracted the land to a builder, Carl Long, so that a 43-room English-style two-door mansion could be built on the large property. Construction began in 1925, and the former bakehouse was torn down for the previously mentioned mansion to be built. Now, I did read in one source by Dominique King that during the 1929 stock market crash, Carl reportedly may have died by suicide in the mansion's attic. However, I was unable to verify this any further. We have another rumored tragic death on the property, supposedly, allegedly. Speculating. Yes. Speculating, yeah. The property would be used for girls' summer camps in the 1930s. However, it would be sold to the state of Ohio in 1948 as the cost to maintain the property began to be too much to continue, which we see a lot in older buildings, right? Like it switches hands a lot, and then at some point it's really, really expensive to keep up and maintain. So then eventually it gets sold with hopes that whoever buys it will invest in it a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like old buildings like that, it's like something never gets finished and it keeps changing hands. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of times too, when it kind of switches hands, there's always somebody that buys these properties and I don't think they really understand what they're kind of getting into until they're already you know, the owner of the property. And it's like, oh shit, this is a lot to buy it off. I can't afford to do this. And then that leads to more people, you know, buying it, selling it for the same purpose, right? Or the same reason. So it's it's unfortunate, but it definitely happens quite often, which we've already kind of seen in previous haunted locations that we've covered. Yeah, they get it. They're like, oh, well, this is much more than I anticipated. And then they eventually die and it keeps going. Exactly. So between 1951 to 1966, there was a huge renovation of the mansion, which also included adding 26 cottages to the property. On February 1st of 1966, the state officially opened Punderson State Park Lodge. And with further reference from the Giaga news article by Rachel Strong, 
It offered 32 lodge rooms, 26 cabins, as well as some tennis courts, an outdoor pool, a golf course, and more. They even have a campground, which is located where the former Wales Hotel once was. So this place has it all. And it's pretty, from what I gathered in seeing pictures of it, it's there's a lot to do there. And it's very... Hmm, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's a very pretty property and it's a very, like, it has pretty buildings, but just reminds me of kind of a a step up from glamping, if you catch Mm. my drift, right? I I would quite enjoy living there, what we were saying. I mean, if you want to live there, go for a girlfriend. I I was thinking like a visit maybe on a weekend or something, but if you want to move right in. I don't, I don't blame you. Oh, Ohio is for lovers. So you go, (laughs) (laughs) don't you remember that song by Hawthorne Heights? Ohio is for lovers. I don't think so. Oh gosh, Christy. Okay. Well, I'm just going to move on because I I think it's for the best. So the lodge would continue to see renovations again in 1979 and it appears to be opened year round. From the Manor's website, room prices seem to vary. For example, a standard two double bedroom from February 25th, 2022 to Sunday, February 27th, 2022 is about $159 Canadian a night. One of the two bedrooms cabins, which apparently sleeps five, runs from from $186.15 Canadian a night. So it's kind of, I mean, it's it's a little, depending on your price range and how much you're comfortable to spend. It's, it's kind of average. Yeah, it's kind of average from what you see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, for what you're getting. You get a lot of amenities, so. Yeah, and you could split You could split with five friends. Camping trip. Exactly. So now with the history portion covered, I do want to do a little mini review reading since I actually really enjoyed when we did this for the Nopeming Sanatorium. I thought it was really fun. So I'm going to read some reviews of Punderson Manor Resort. Are you ready? Oh, I feel like this is going to just, I feel like this is going to turn me off or wanting to go now. I don't know. Maybe. So the first review is from user Paul Nasky, and that's Nasky with two Ks. So, you know, they're Nasky. Paul Nasky. (laughs) Yes. And this was two to five stars, and I believe this was written a couple months. Two to five stars? What the fuck is that? (laughs) Two to five stars. Oh, two out of five. Yeah, sorry. I probably butchered that. Sorry, my bad. Two to five stars. And this was written a couple months ago on Google Review. So the review reads, I would give this one, two and a half stars. Easily the smallest of the state park lodges. The best to be said about it is that the location on Punderson Lake is ideal, with lots of trails to hike by it. Amenities at the hotel are sparse. There is a beautiful located indoor swimming pool with lots of windows overlooking the lake, but it was completely overwhelmed on our visit by an army of rugrats and lazy parents with no desire to curb... (laughs) Or control their running. Restaurant was awful. Waited uh, in Capitals long time for service for breakfast and got a glorified sausage McMuffin with a side of box frozen hash browns. All for over $13, which I'm going to assume is $13 USD. So because it's from Ohio, but uh, it, it, it goes on. We're not even done yet. Okay. My wife liked hers better. Fortunately, we did not eat dinner in the dining room. Instead, traveling to a nearby Burton to eat. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's an American thing. Really the best thing about this lodge isn't the lodge itself, but its location nearby a lot of community activities. If we do go back, we will look to stay in one of the cabins. No desire to stay in the lodge again. And that is the end of the review. End quote. Yes. So he was not happy with his stay, apparently. 
What is wrong with a sausage McMuffin? I don't know. I say, if you buy breakfast from McDonald's, it's probably like $12 already. So In, Can- in, in Canada, Canadiana. yeah. Canadiana, yeah. <laughs> Let's get real. Yeah, it's it's expensive. So, I mean, it is what it is. But Stephen Harlan, on the other hand, gave a 5 out of 5 star rating. Mm. And this was three months ago on Google Reviews. So their review reads, The rooms, amenities, staff, and grounds were amazing. We stayed two nights over Halloween weekend, each night on the opposite sides of the lodge. First night, room 204. Great stay, but no activity. On the second night, we stayed in the Victorian room on the old side. Within 10 minutes of switching rooms, the closet light came on and the door opened. At about 6 p.m. on Halloween, we got an EVP recording saying Amanda and asking, am I dead? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a U-trip. You're like, let's go here and then let's let's, listen to EVPs in our cabin. (laughs) Well, I just find it funny that they got an EVP of somebody asking, Am I dead? I think if you have to ask, sweetie. Yar. Yeah. Uh, Stephen further writes, No further activity recorded. Beautiful dining room, but the food, rather forgettable. Beef Wellington was ordered medium and came out well done. It was a hodgepodge of pieces of beef instead of a, a single filet mignon. It did not taste good. Just not what I would expect for $32. My... Eggplant parmesan was dot 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 um dot 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 very amateur for a seventeen dollar plate of budget ingredients. Overall, we really enjoyed our stay. End of review. So not yourself. Don't eat there because apparently food is shit compared to two people. But the uh, yeah. stay is not bad. And I, you know, I looked at pictures. It's a beautiful resort. Like it's a, a state park. Like go check it out. Don't mm. let these reviews deter you because now we're gonna talk about the reported haunts at Punderson Manor. Mm, Yes, please. So according to the U.S. Ghost Adventures website, reports of the paranormal seemed to primarily spike in the 1970s, mainly from park employees and visitors. I don't know who else would report these things, but that's what I wrote. So here we go. (laughs) One tale from the U.S. Ghost Adventures website includes a park ranger who, whilst in the manor, reportedly heard the sound of a disembodied voice, seemingly described it to sound like a female. This park ranger also allegedly heard said disembodied voice laughing as the ranger climbed a set of stairs and then noticed a temperature drop around the same time so this ranger's in the hotel they hear a disembodied female voice then this disembodied female voice starts laughing at the ranger then it gets cold then it gets cold cold. yeah very cold and the laughter based on the story seemed to carry on for a bit not just like one ha and done it kind of was like ha, 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 you know just not just not, not just a ha <laughs> yeah not just a ha it was a ha, 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 ha. but yeah it which is creepy i don't know i don't know what's worse getting one ha or multiple ha ha's you know what do you think i think more than one because if you heard it once you're like oh what was that and then if you hear lots you're like why is somebody laughing when no one's here well yeah if you Weepy. hear yeah if you hear one ha you could be like oh that's a a, a door hinge or a something boiler or something yeah it's something <laughs> that's a it's something where it's multiple it's like okay <laughs> bye <laughs> is there uh like a open mic night for comedy here like is someone doing stand-up what's going on right mm-hmm. So negative. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Uh, once the disembodied laughter ceased, the room allegedly went back to normal, less frigid temperature. So obviously something's going on there. Yeah, some girl just swoops in, makes it feel real chilly because she's right beside you, and then she pieces out. 
How insulting, though, of that female apparition or presumed female apparition just to come in, make the room cold, laugh at you, and then peace out without even telling you why they think you're funny. Or, you yeah, know, I'd be like, what's so fucking funny? I didn't yeah. come up the stairs. Yeah, exactly. Other Gosh. reports from the U.S. Ghost Adventures website have claimed that staff and visitors have allegedly experienced fireplaces randomly going out, pencils and other miscellaneous things flying. So somebody's like tossing pencils and probably pens around, doors opening and closing, TVs turning on and off, as well as sinks and bathtub faucets running by themselves. Hmm. So I'm not a fan of the throwing items and the water turning on by itself. Those things are not really overly explained. That's giving me some poltergeist activity. When mm-hmm. you agree, we've definitely seen this before whenever we've covered a poltergeist, especially in the Enfield poltergeist itself. That's a pretty big case. But, you know, anytime that there are objects moving, that's kind of where my mind goes. It's it's a little bit stronger or maybe a little bit more malicious than your average residual haunting. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's versus something like touching or making a noise. Yeah, when there's like mm. physical objects moving, you're like, hmm. Mm. They're pissed. Yeah. They're not happy and they're gonna let you know how unhappy they are. They don't like you leaving two star reviews on Google reviews. About your beef Wellington. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So uh, there have been other accounts of people hearing what sounded to be disembodied children laughing, as well as seeing children apparitions, which for people just tuning in, we have a common feeling. I say children are the devil. Well, and my feeling towards ghost children are, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I I just think that children are already a handful in the living. I don't want to have to deal with them when they're a ghost. That's just that's just my thought. That's just my feeling. Now, as for the review, there is wild rugrats at the pool <laughs> oh in the living, and then there is wild rugrats in the death. Yeah, what if? Okay, hear me out. Just what? bear with me here. What if that person thought that the pool was being overrun by overrun by children like living children but in reality it's actually ghost kids in the pool running amok and the reason why the parents weren't paying you know doing anything or i think the person called the parents lazy was because those people didn't see the children ghosts in the pool but only this person saw them maybe or it could be real children it could be real children. Let's be real. Because they actually wanted to go swim and there was actual children in the pool. Unless they were elsewhere and just heard the children and they're like, no. But then they maybe heard the ghosts. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Just regardless, children ghosts are terrifying. So <laughs> I think we can agree on that one. In 1979, there was allegedly an experience that could be classified as absolutely weird and terrifying. According to reports, three employees were in the lounge room when they allegedly witnessed a lumberjack apparition hanging by the neck from their rafters. So basically what they witnessed was someone who appeared to be dressed like a lumberjack i don't really i'm assuming plaid lots of plaid um distressed jeans some really heavy duty boots hanging by the rafters which not a not a not a good sight to see living or dead um or living like oh gosh 
not, not good to see at all. Not good to see at all. But yeah, I, I I think that's interesting because there hasn't been any confirmed suicides on the property that have been, you know, yes, this person died by suicide on this property, on this date, in this location. So it's interesting that that's... The operation they see or whatever. It's very specific, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm surprised there's no story about someone dying like that because they would probably know when that happened or seen it. Well, yeah. And I do recall that one of the contractors, Carl, um, supposedly in 1929 had rumored to have um, died by suicide at the hotel, but that's never been fully confirmed or denied. So it's kind of hard to say that, yeah, this makes sense because of what happened, because we don't really have anything set in stone like, oh, yeah, this person for sure died by suicide at this location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no specific details. So you're just like, did it happen? Did it not happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So more than likely frozen in fear, the employees were poorly watched as this apparition slowly just faded away. There was no word said. The apparition didn't respond. It was just there. And then eventually it just faded away. So that's creepy. No, thank you. No, thank you. Visitors have reportedly claimed to feel as if someone or something is holding them down in the beds, along with cloud-like formations being seen floating above them while trying to sleep. So that's not... I don't like it. (laughs) They're they're experiencing some potential sleep paralysis because someone's holding them down. Well, yeah. And then the whole like cloud-like formation floating above them. I'm assuming this is probably not a smoke-friendly location. It's not the marijuana cloud. (laughs) Yeah. So no one should be puff, puff, passing uh, to the point where you're seeing a cloud in a whole other room while you sleep just floating above you. Someone holding you down while you're sleeping potentially. Yeah. that's, That's a lot. There have also been claims of visitors on the top floor hearing what sounds to be a party above them only to be gently reminded that they're on the top floor and no one above them is throwing a party Mm. there's a party on the roof well that's the thing like i don't think they really offer their rooftop as a party place Mm. interesting Yeah, so other phenomena from the U.S. Ghost Adventures website includes reports of people seeing random glowing lights in rooms and hallways, visitors reportedly feeling that the blankets on their beds are being tugged, belongings being moved around, and random cold spots. Apparently, at one point, a psychic had visited Punderson Manor and reported back that they had connected with a Teddy Roosevelt-looking ghost who told them that they, being the ghost, would continue to haunt the location until his rocking chair returned. Some think that this psychic may have witnessed the apparition of W.B. Cleveland, who, to some, kind of resembled Teddy Roosevelt. I should mention that, in doing my research, apparently W.B. Cleveland loved the property so much that, at one point, some say that he wanted to be buried on the property. As far as I know, he's not buried on the property, but I could also be very wrong, so take that with a grain of salt. But W.B. loved the property. He loved it. So it doesn't really surprise me that maybe his his ghost is still kicking around there. Yeah, he's pretty obsessed. So why would you leave? Yeah. Life? Exactly. So another weird tidbit to what the psychic had to say is that when WB Cleveland was still kicking, he had acquired Sybil Punderson's old rocking chair. So some speculate wildly that maybe in the afterlife, WB is trying to find this chair. From what I gathered from the French Paranormal website, the chair is located at the Giaga County Historical Society Museum. I tried to Google it and look on the museum's website to verify this. However, I was unsuccessful. So I don't know if it's there. I don't know 
don't know where this rocking chair is. If somebody knows, please let us know. But it's now time to summarize this location. Yes. And if you find the rocking chair, I feel like it should be returned. Yeah. Yeah. Let WB rock on that rocking chair. Don't be a dick. Let him do it. <laughs> so even though there isn't a lot of confirmed deaths on site in comparison to the other paranormal locations we've discussed, it seems as though there is something weird going on at Punderson Manor. It really doesn't come to a surprise given the long history of the property with numerous people coming in and out. We may not know exactly who or what is haunting Punderson, but from the accounts I have come across, it seems not to be malicious in any way. If you or someone you know has stayed at Punderson Manor, feel free to share your experiences, whether they're weird or not, and Christy will tell you how you can give that information to us in a little bit. But first, I have to say a big old show to my resources. The goods. The goods. So thank you so much to the Ohio Department of Natural Resources website, the Geauga News article, which I am sorry from anyone in that county if I'm butchering that. I did ask some Americans, <laughs> aka our friends at the Cultivate uh, Podcast Network, to help me with Jolly Phonics that. So I hope I did it justice. But once again, sorry if I butchered it. Um, but thank you to that article that was titled The History of Punderson Manor State Park Lodge by Rachel Strong on December 15th, 2011. Thank you to the U.S. Ghost Adventures website for Haunted Punderson Manor by U.S. Ghost Adventures contributor in U.S. Ghost Adventures. Thank you to the Punderson Manor website, the Ohio website for Punderson's Haunted History by Dominic King on October 1st, 2020. The hotel online website site for their article titled it was in the 1970s that punderson manor state park resort employees and guests began reporting strange occurrences which there's no author listed but it was published on october 7th 2005 thank you to the fringe paranormal website and last but absolutely not least thank you to google reviews for those lovely questionable reviews that i read earlier now, Christy, I would love for you to tell our fine listeners where they could leave us a review, how they can get in touch with us, and how they can follow along so they never miss a new episode. Yeah, so hopefully not a questionable review, but if you would love to leave us any kind of review of sorts, uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify, some ratings, and also other platforms that you can find us on is on Google Podcasts, Good Pods, and basically any platform you search for us, you probably can find us but if not then search the others you will find us in some way other than finding us on different platforms there's other ways to kind of reach out to us or see some other content we have various um social media pages ran by the lovely alex as always tiktok twitter facebook and instagram again always searching weird distractions podcasts or on twitter we are at weird distract i1 specifically if you're looking for some more content that's a little bit more monetized to kind of help out our lovely podcast. We have Patreon as discussed before. We have our two tiers. They have spam in some of them. They got some extra episodes in some of them. Some got like travel blog information. You get some stickers. So now more than ever is probably the time to check it out. Go over to our Patreon page and check out one of two tiers to get on there. I want to shout out our Patreon members that we do have that are supporting us right now. So shout out to Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Shadow, and Sissy. We love you so very much. You're the best. We want nothing but happiness and love for you. Happy yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for a bit more of the little cheaper option, if you want to still help monetize our podcast, we are on Buy Me a Coffee. You can always help out that way. And if you want to splurge for yourself, you can look on Redbubble at any of our merch. Basically, any logo you can find, you can put it on a little anything you can find on there, basically. It's good stuff. 
other than that, we are uh, hopefully getting out another Lesser Distraction episode to you at some point. But we are always on the front for more stories. So if you guys have any content you want to share, a story, an encounter on somewhere where apparently where we already talked about on an episode, maybe give us some more updates on something. We would love all of that. And again, you can send that to Weird Distractions Podcast at Outlook.com. We hope you had a great Valentine's Day. We hope you have a great rest of the February month, whatever is left of it, because let's be real, it's a short month. But hey, it is what it is. And if you need a freaking distraction. We freaking got you. Goodbye. Bye. Addiction. Now, the factor condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity, an overwhelming compulsion. As a species, we have a fascination with wanting to escape the prisons of our lives. To feel like we can dance with these toxic substances as a way to feel something different and new. We think we're always going to come away unscathed. We never expect to find ourselves addicted. This series will explore the need to escape our realities, the history of our fascination with the illicit, and to share the stories of those who have come away from the battle, war-torn and battered, but alive. Welcome to Addicted, a Jury Room production. If you or a loved one have been struggling with addiction, or have in the past, and would like to share your story, Please feel free to reach out to me via social media or through email at juryroompodcast at gmail.com. Coming soon to wherever you listen to this podcast.